Hello board game fans, I'm Felix and today we'll be talking about one of the oldest, most famous board games of all time, Risk. I'm gonna give you my take on the best strategies on how to conquer the world and eliminate your enemies. Welcome to the Felix Board Game Show, exploring the best tabletop games for any audience. Party games, two-player games, co-op play, and fun competition. Whether you're newly discovering or a seasoned pro ready for advanced strategies on old-school classics, your host, Felix Mutt, has thoughts and picks that are great for anyone looking to play more games. So play along. This is the Felix Board Game Show. So first, I want to acknowledge the difficulty of making a strategic guide to Risk. Risk is a game that is highly based on luck, but also there's a huge element of strategy involved. So there is some strategic part that you can definitely influence to win more games, but it, um, with even if with a great strategic understanding and lots of experience, you might still lose to uh, a lucky beginner uh, because some other person crushed their army in you because you took one or two territories early on that he didn't like, so uh, players might um, play really stupidly and then uh, thereby giving advantages to other players that you know do not deserve them. However, there are a few strategies that I can give you with. You know, the most obvious one is um, if you can acquire a continent cheaply, then you should do so because, as I already explained in the last video. Um, Continents give bonus troops each turn. So for every turn you hold a continent, for example, you hold Australia, you get two bonus armies. If you can hold on to Europe or North Africa, it's even five armies per turn. So this is a huge boost to just the amount of troops that you can deploy each turn. So of course, if you can hold it and it doesn't cost you too much, uh, then you should do it. And if, if by, by saying that you know you get every turn you get those bonus armies there is a huge incentive for, for beginners you know to try to capture a continent in the first turn or second turn like grab it super 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 fast uh, however that's also a quick way to eliminate in some circumstances for example i was in a six player game i fell in exactly that trap i already had uh, four troops in australia i deployed three more and I tried to conquer it. However, uh, the other um, three continents had four, three, and one army on them. So I killed um, the one army person before, because there was one person with one, one with three, one with four. Uh, and then I took a card. However, then the four, um, uh, the one with four armies, decided that he also wanted Australia and put three more armies on. So then we are stuck at seven and seven armies. And by that time, with six players, I think you have roughly 25 armies. So that's a third of your army size just in Australia stuck there. Um, and then, um, so even worse, you know, he, he attacked me um, right away. With, uh, he took the um, territory with only one army. And, you know, he was definitely planning on conquering South America. I wanted to get out of the continent, you know, maybe leaving him, Australia, to him. But the way out 
every country had basically three armies of four. Um, so I can't really get out. Uh, so effectively now, starting from turn one, two players, me and another player, are fighting for Australia. Um, and we're basically losing these armies. Eventually, three turns later, the other player gets a set, deploys all his troops into Australia and crushes my army. So by that time, I, I probably had less than 10 armies. Uh, and, you know, you're pretty much dead because uh, you lost most of your armies in the first three turns. And the other player could not hold on to Australia neither because there was one guy who was simply um, establishing a strong army in Asia, not too far from Australia. And he had, um, once he turned in a set, he could just run over Australia because he had a 20 uh, army in Asia and uh, Australia was only held by six. And then one, one, one on the other three countries. So on the entrance, there were six protecting the continent, but six not enough for a 20 uh, army. So, and I was wiped out, I think, in the first five turns. So just may this be a lesson, you know, you should not go, especially in a six-player game, I think it's very dangerous to go for Australia very, very quickly. You might first want to evaluate what the other players are doing. Of course, if you can and uh, there's only one uh, country missing, then it's definitely a strategy that should, you should use. Um, same for South America. If you already have three of the four countries, then you should definitely most probably go for this uh, and try to get it quickly. However, yes, it's also a valid strategy at the beginning, like uh, the other player did just building up a strong army somewhere, like in Europe, in Africa. Even if you don't plan on conquering the, the continent very, very quickly, like just positioning you, building up more and more troops, just getting a card each turn, it's very, very important. So getting a card, why is it so important? Because you can trade in these cards for sets and these gives bonus armies. At the beginning, especially with six, five, or four, this is a huge, huge part of your uh, just new resource production. So you should use them. And the second, so there is, um, basically how I see it in risk is two parts, you know. First, you should generate as many armies as possible, of course, you know, by having more... Uh, countries and the other players, more continents and the other players, that's good, of course, uh, everything else the same. And then second, you should also try to avoid losing armies. For example, me, I was trying to con conquer the continent, Australia, in that example, but we are losing so many, so many armies, we were losing like more than 10 armies each, uh, while another player was just, you know, uh, building up a strong army in Asia and just uh, steamrolled uh, the winner of the Australian fight. Uh, with a strong army and with one uh, fitting card set. So that's definitely something to take into account uh, when you play Risk. Especially with six-player Risk, it's usually very common that one or two players get eliminated very, very quickly because there's just not enough space. Everybody is fighting. And if once you're too weak, so you have like five armies or something, uh, players might actually want to kill you because then they get your cards that you got. So if you have, for example, three cards... That's definitely worth, you know, uh, losing for the other player five armies because he then has those five countries or the two or three countries, whatever, and uh, one player less is always good because then you increase your chance of winning the game. 
Of course, if it comes at the price that you lose all your armies, that's not good. So, um, so what you should learn from this is just you need to conquer continents wisely. There are some at the beginning with six or five players, it's very, very hard, and a lot of people are fighting for essentially South America, um, Australia, and sometimes in Africa. These are the three continents usually people like to take, especially South America and Australia. Um, North America, not so many people like to take it, but it's a very strong continent because you have only to defend three uh, countries and you get plus five armies. And Europe is very hard to defend, so you have seven countries only, like less countries, but four entrances, meaning that you need to split. If you want to defend your borders with four armies, it's a lot. And that's why... Uh, you should um, be careful and try to get some alliances. So alliances are very important. They are, I think of them as like, you know, temporary um, ideas that you do not plan to attack that player soon or the next few turns. Some players, you know, take it seriously, like, you know, you want the alliance for game and once you break it, um, they will sacrifice into you. But it can be, for example, very helpful if you are the player who has a South America continent to have an alliance with a player that has a North America continent. Because then you only need to guard one border and you can test this. You can, because you only lose two armies if you do not put armies in Venezuela. So you move all your armies to Brazil. And if the player wants to, you know, take the continent next turn from you, uh, then you know that the alliance is not trustworthy. That's something that you can test. Like I've uh, seen in the risk rule book, it's implied that you need to guard your borders at all costs or all the time so that there's no weakness, uh, that your opponents can't exploit weaknesses. Uh, if you um, always increase on your, uh, your armies on all borders and you have many, many different small armies split up, players can still trade in one set and... Uh, with a bonus of the attacker, so the attacker definitely always has a advantage because you can roll more dice, so you will probably lose less armies than you uh, as a defender. So then you can still overtake the continent if you want, or not the continent, but your army. And so there is definitely an argument. So I, I want to talk about having one giant army or having multiple small armies. So usually one giant army is much more uh, beneficial because if you have uh, been part of one risk game, one player just built up a huge, huge, uh, a wandering army in Asia, yet all only one or two countries, uh, so he got very little income. But he always got a card and he built up a massive army of 170 army supply where other players were fighting and fighting for continents. And no one wanted to take out that player because obviously with 170 armies, if you attack and that you're going to lose so many, many armies and you will yourself get very, very weak. Uh, so players, you know, prefer to attack other players where they guarded with 10, 20 or 30 army supply at their borders or they didn't attack at all. And once two players get into a conflict and, you know, you are a third or fourth bystander. You just wait. You just wait for them to get very, very weak, uh, lose most of their armies, and then you can take their continent. 
and eliminate them. You can even, uh, you know, try to help them, like you you make an alliance with them and tell them to attack the other player. Then you try to attack the other player too, and you know you can eliminate a player like that. With a plan, even you can make the alliance afterwards on killing them. Um, then what is very important is how to um, not to offend anybody. So since risk, for example, if we are a four-player game, we are all pretty much equally strong. Or they're too, um, then if you attack one player repeatedly, that player really, uh, some players take it very personally. So since with risk you have really your armies and you attack the enemy, some people might fear that it's a direct attack on them, like you hate them. So they will do everything they can. They will put their armies uh, and crush them into yours. And if that happens, for example, at the beginning, we well, in that situation, everybody has roughly 150 armies. Somebody might build up a giant army with like 80 and crush them into your 50 army uh, where you guard your continent, like of South America. And there's nothing you can, you know, do about it. And you will lose those 50 armies while your opponent might lose like 30 or 40. And then he might continue his march and just try to kill you, even though at the end he's left with 40 armies and he will be eliminated one turn later. So usually the strategy I use is a wait strategy. So, you, you know, you try to get your continent if you can, again. And then usually you try to to stay out of all conflict and you make sure that the uh, uh, game's balanced. So if one player has more than uh, double army supply of everybody, then usually that player's gonna win because he could just assemble all his army in one place and just gonna run over, steamroll everybody. However, if he doesn't use that, then you know, um, since players get cards, the cards are a huge factor. So even if Let's say there's one dominant player who has Europe, North America, and South America. So he gets like 17, 18, 19 army supply. Well, if three people uh, are still in the game and they can trade in um, cards and get huge army supplies because, you know, you play progressive card game, meaning that every set traded in gets more and more cards. So you get 50 army, like at first... 8, 10, 12, 15, 20, then 30, 40, or 50 armies. That's huge. Then, uh, even though he's getting much, much more armies than everybody, it still doesn't mean anything because other players are getting so much more armies. So, yes, he's getting very scary and very strong, but uh, it requires for him a lot of patience, you know, take out one by one the players. And that player, in that case, definitely should try, you know, to take out the weakest player if he can. Or make the other three fight, you know, so they can get a continent too. And lastly, I think that, uh, you know, a turtle strategy can definitely work. So a turtle strategy, you can, you know, turtle meaning, turtle means I have only one giant army. And even if, you know, I'm Europe, I have my big, big army in the middle of Europe. And all the um, continent borders are only guarded by one army. And why would I do that? Okay, other players might attack. But if they attack, then I lose one army because they are very unlikely to attack 
in my like 108 army supply strong army so yes i might uh, you know not get the five bonus points but i'm also not losing like 10 or 20 armies if i have 20 if i have split this 150 up into four like so roughly 35 armies in each border country yes maybe some players are discouraged to you know attack but if the other player has an don't like you for some reason and builds up an 80 army in Africa or 80 army in Asia and he attacks you, then he'll probably just lose like 15, 20 and he can uh, eliminate you with that army because he can attack the other two big armies. Once you've lost three big armies, well, then you have one army of 35 and that's really not so scary if, you know, I'm talking of army size of 150 um, or 80 or 100 to attack so especially early on in the game if you have your only 40 armies and you have 10 in each I think it's very dangerous to put 10 on each border especially in Europe because even if the other players have also only 10 armies like the same army you supply than you they trade in a set they get like 10 12 bonus with 20 to 10 they clearly win and you might and they might only lose six or seven armies and they crush your big army then you're much weaker. So that's my thinking about, you know, um, I've seen this work, especially with, um, by watching some YouTube channels of some, you know, YouTubers that only play Risk Online. There was definitely fun, there are interesting strategy that I've realized from them. I'll link them in the description. Um, because for beginner players, I usually, or I also tended to guard all my borders with the maximum of troops I can. But you're going to lose a lot of troops by this. Especially, you know, if the player, for example, you're in uh, Europe, you're trying to guard it with your 10-10-10 armies and the other players in Africa and you guys fight, fight, fight back and forth. Then the players who are in Australia or in South America, they just enjoy. They take their cards, they, you know, place maybe three armies in some country in Asia, attack, take a card and are happy. And watch you lose 10 armies or five to ten armies every turn until you two bleed out because you two are only fighting and all the others are doing are just taking the armies, uh, lose one maybe by attacking, and that's it. And they move back. So, uh, yeah. Also, an interesting tactic that I've used is, you know, if you don't want to offend anybody, you just, for example, you attack a country, not that, that doesn't belong to its continent, and then you move your armies back and you give them the opportunity for a card. You can do that if you know you're in an alliance, you really want to, you know, because you too need to fight the stronger player. Then there's definitely something to do. If you are the strongest player, however, you don't need to give weaker players um, the opportunity to just get cards for free because it's not in your interest because you want to kill them. But if you are weak yourself and you give them this nice card, yes, they might turn on you, but uh, if otherwise the strongest player just eliminates you both, then you can't win otherwise. So it's definitely something to you know consider. And lastly is players' trust. So usually if I'm uh, dishonest, for example, if I say, okay, let's go in alliance, and next turn or two turns later I attack him, like his continent then that player will not trust me anymore for that game. Probably sometimes even longer. If you play in person, then, you know, that person might hold a grudge even longer. 
But if just remember that once you're dishonest, the other players also know. The other players also know that you had an alliance, that you broke it and you attacked him. So other players might not want to have alliances with you and you might be the first one get, to get eliminated. Very soon. Anyway, so these are my main strategies. I think the most uh, interesting things that I've learned while playing and watching some Risk videos is that you know you guard your army in one one big army um, that you usually should not try to fight too eagerly especially in a six or five player game for early continents because you know maybe waiting five six turns is much better and just putting your your troops somewhere in Asia uh, where no one suspects you or somewhere in North America where no one really wants to attack and also, you know, try not to be, you know, too greedy when, uh, uh, too greedy meaning, like, if you are trying, you're in South America and you want to next capture North America, do it rather slowly. Make sure you can hold it, because otherwise, next turn, somebody might attack you. And if you can't hold the North America, then, you know, that wasn't really worth it. You know, maybe you, you need to wait for your set to come. Usually when conquering a continent, it's always good to have a set because then you have a temporary advantage. Get, you know, 10 troops or more troops to deploy at, at one time and you can much easier take over the continent and do it progressively. You know, take one or two countries each turn. You do not need to attack eight times because then you're also losing eight armies. And even if you are have a lot of countries, if you're over army size, like 20, my overall army says I have a 60 army somewhere. I can take everything from you. I can kill you easily. can even kill you if I have only 40. can wipe you out if you're the last one. Of course, if the other players, then maybe I don't want to kill you right now, but I can prevent you from taking North America. And for example, I could move my 40 army or 20 army uh, if I wanted to split my army to North America and not allow you to take it. It's definitely a valid strategy for players. You know, for example, if I have Europe, I can just take one country in North America, the border country, and sit on Greenland and with a big, big army. Uh, so I don't allow you to take that because otherwise you'd be too strong. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this um, lengthy episode and I'll see you next time. Bye. This has been the Felix Board Game Show. Just like the games in today's show, this podcast is more fun when your friends play too. Tell a friend about the show and subscribe now so you're the first to hear new episodes packed with fun new games and fun and unique strategies you can't believe you hadn't thought of before on the Felix Board Game Show.